The South African Medical Association, SAMA, says that it supports the measures announced by President Cyril Ramaphosa to contain the spread of coronavirus in the country. SAMA, however, says in addition to the strategies already announced, two additional measures need to be added. Firstly, the association says it is imperative that the areas and not just the provinces of the identified cases be made known. And secondly, additional strategies uh, to give a priority consideration to telemedicine. So for more on this, we join on the line by the chairperson of the South African Medical Association, Dr. Anjali Kutsia. Good to speak to you again, Dr. Kutsia. Welcome to Updated Noon. Good morning and a good morning to all the listeners out there and it's a pleasure to speak to you. Dr. Kutsia, firstly, we understand that the South African Medical Association would like the location of confirmed COVID-19 cases to be a bit more specific than just naming the provinces. Tell us why you believe this is important. For, for us as medical practitioners, it's extremely important to be able to track the disease uh, in the communities and to see whether where the um, uh, uh, outbreak is more concentrated in what area. So that is the first thing. The second thing is it will help us to also make sure that um, that we can alert the doctors in that area and say, listen, there's an outbreak in your area or there's a higher number of cases in your area. You have to take uh, precautionary measurements. How many of those people falls under the 80%, that's mild, how many will, of the, in that area will be hospitalized. It, it helps you to, to evaluate the severity of the, the virus in a specific area. And it also would help you to mobilize other doctors to, if there is a severe outbreak in, in a certain geographical area so that we can then mobilize and say, okay, let's go and help and see how we can how um, lessen the impact on the, on the healthcare system in that area. It's not actually for the, the patients because, you know, if it was four weeks ago, I would have said, you know, everyone can know about the incident or the, the um, exact number. But seeing how people now react and out of fear and out of just talking up the system, um, I think it's, it's just not fair anymore on, on the healthcare system that everyone knows exactly these five people next to me. We will sort them out. We will make sure that that um, those contacts will be followed up with the local um, government and under the guidelines and the regulations that are going to be published uh, very soon. I think maybe uh, I haven't looked at my, my emails today. But maybe either today or tomorrow, there will be extreme guidelines out there. So if we can use that. So it's extremely important, more from a protective side and a logistic side for us to know. Are you not concerned, though, Dr. Katia, that this could lead uh, to, you know, further paranoia and even hysteria? But that's why it should not be to the public. It should be known to the doctors. We are working with the patient. So, yes, exactly. So that's why I'm saying if it was four weeks ago, I would have said make it known to the public. Now I would say, no, please don't tell the public. This is medic- That should be medical um, or clinical uh, 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 oversight on what is happening in certain uh, uh, areas where there's a, a, a higher concentration of the virus. So no, I cannot trust the public out there anymore. They, they really they, they go high wire with this. And if we can get that down, then at least we can start saying, okay, yes, there is thing in Santon or wherever. But now people are not listening. I, I think 
I think uh, there's a, a bit of a loss of reason and common sense out there. Mm. Uh, what guarantee is that, though, that when or if such uh, information is communicated to the uh, medical practitioners, that it would stay there? All it takes is one person at one surgery to uh, take that information and uh, share it with someone else, and then you'd have the spread of it. Yeah, you are absolutely correct. So if we do that, we will... Um uh, you know, we still need to go into negotiations on that, but I would then suggest that at least if that if that happens, then um, doctors need to sign a confidentiality clause. But that it stays there, that this is for more for us to, 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 to have a bit of, of what is happening so that we can plan. It's not there to, 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 to further the panic out there for the public because we cannot get the public to panic anymore. Uh, as it is, as, as I already said, I think there's a lot of reason out there. Do the majority of your members, um, you know, uh, are they coping with what is currently happening? And, and are they um, uh, prepared to deal with the number of cases that we're currently hearing coming through from the ministry? They are, they are prepared to, 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 to do their utmost best. But remember, they are also worried. So... From almost like we need to protect the doctors, we need to make sure that's why we need to know what is happening in a geographical area so that we can make sure that there is the right masks that that those doctors understand exactly what is um, required of of them and um, and listen their fears yes the, some of the doctors are extremely worried um, and I cannot blame them. I cannot say to them you should not be worried. We know that if you look at the stats that the healthcare workers the doctors and the nurses is the, is the first line of, of contact, and they, they have a significant um, a proportion that has been um, uh, uh, infected with the virus. And also, doctors can also die. It's not, you know, it's not patients that will die. Doctor, a doctor become a patient, and therefore, is part of the statistics. That's Indeed, and of course, uh, they would be on the front line. Uh, as uh, exactly. as of today, uh, among your members, do you know of any of your members who have uh, been uh, infected with COVID nineteen? Yes, yes, I do know. I do know. I do know of three doctors that's been infected. And how are so, they doing? Yeah. They're fine. They are self quarantining. Got mild symptoms at part of the eighty percent, and um, unfortunately, you know, two weeks not in the surgery. Problem is, we don't know whether people get resistance against this virus. So, again, if you are infected or in contact again with with someone after you have been tested positive, we still need to understand what we need to advise our members on that. But yes, there are doctors out there, and yeah. And some of them, I'm not even going to tell which area, otherwise the place, there will be again uh, a sort of a hyperbelters. But yeah, it's there. It's in helping. So, uh, Dr. Kutir, you also talk about um, telemedicine and, and, and how, what an important role this could uh, play in assisting to fight against COVID-19. Explain to us, how exactly does it work? Okay. The, the whole rationale um, behind the um, telemedicine is that since 2018, the HPCSA guidelines is, is um, 
is outdated on this. And Salma had asked me many times, let's look at this, your guidelines is outdated. So the guidelines currently state that you cannot see a patient uh, face to They want us to see a patient face to face. So we are saying in, in a case like this, this is a worldwide trend. It's not a pharma trend. It's, this is happening now across the world where the doctors are doing teleconsultations where it is possible. It won't be possible with each and every one. But preferably you would like to do a, a thing like a Skype where you can actually see the patient on the other side, that you can evaluate clinically how the patient looks, um, you know, for you. Um, that is one, one very important thing. The second thing is it must be your bona fide patient. It cannot just be a patient who, who, who pick. Who, uh, I always say pick and, pick and choose. It, they, they pick and choose you. You've never been to your surgery before, and now they want you to see it. It can't be in that case. It must be a, a, a known patient to the doctor. doctor needs to make notes, clinical notes, while he's speaking with the patient. But also that will prevent patients from coming in in the surgery who might have the virus and splitting it in the surgery um, inadvertently or infecting the doctor or the personnel. You know, you want, to, you want to break that chain. And that's why we are asking for, for telemedicine in this specific cases. Well, we have to leave it there. Thank you so much for your time. Chairperson of the South African Medical Association, Dr. Angelique Kutsia, asking uh, for uh, perhaps a greater uh, importance being given to telemedicine and also uh, specifying the concerns that some of the South African Medical Association uh, members have and uh, also that uh, perhaps government should inform the doctors about uh, exactly where the uh, COVID-19 patients reside those who have tested positive. I guess I shouldn't be saying COVID-19 patients. Those patients who have tested positive for uh, COVID-19.